But should we be during COVID? <laughs> I get worried. <laughs> I don't want like I don't want fourteen people taken down at the the neighborhood cookie exchange. It is time once again for Kishanan. On this now, our last episode of the year that was 2020, Mm. in this holiday season, I'm Matt. And I am Kelly. It is here now only a couple days before Christmas, which may not be the winter holiday that you celebrate, but it still is Christmas in a couple days. And may even be Christmas in a couple days when you hear this. It depends on how much I get my act together tomorrow trying to edit this. But in my excuse, I just bought a house and moved, which means I need reasons to procrastinate from packing. So yeah, you will probably hear this tomorrow. But we're going to talk about holiday conspiracies, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a, we have one big holiday conspiracy. Kind of the then, biggest. Yes. The biggest. And then I, I found some interesting cultural stuff that kind of diverges nicely from the conspiracy that we're going to get into. What are we going to start with? Um, We are going to start with the theory that the elf on the shelf is a tool of the surveillance state. Oh. And it is um, sent into every home so the government can spy on us. A few years back, a digital technology professor named Laura Pinto, along with her colleague, Selena Nemorin, published a paper called Who's the Boss? in some magazine, I think, or I don't know. Uh, called Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. And they wrote that the Elf on the Shelf toys are used as a tool to normalize the voluntary surrender of privacy. So just to get get, <laughs> get kids ready yes. to be used to having Amazon spy on them? So, the, so Santa sends the elves into the homes of the children. And then the state encourages this because it teaches... <laughs> children to normalize being watched at all times. So the only thing about that, though, I mean, I see the idea, but this isn't new. I mean, there the elf was not around when I was a kid, right? Right. The elf is a newer thing, but you had, I mean, just Santa was always watching. Santa's already watching you all the time, right? You know, so, so, I mean, maybe it's Christmas in general that is, you know, so this is just a refinement of what the Illuminati is doing. Well, it is. And that's what we're going to talk about. This paper was written and, you know, kind of made its rounds. But the biggest part of this was that the elf on the shelf is based on the mythology of Santa and other Santa-like figures. So that what you're saying is right. Like Santa and all these Christmas like fairies and Christmas demons, as it were, are just tools of this. Teaching children that someone is always watching so that they have to be good. Like putting this external pressure on children to behave and follow the rules. I've, I'm misremembering, and if I if I think about what this really is, and I come up with it, I'll put a link in the show notes. But I remember studying like there's the different levels of why you do things that you do, like why yes. you um, your motivations, your motivations or whatever. And as you get older and more mature, it's going again. And there's multiple levels of it, but to to oversimplify, and you're going to probably remember what I'm talking about and be like, that's this. And it's not hierarchy of needs, but it's the same kind of idea of a hierarchy because you start out where you do right because you're afraid of being punished, but then you start to do right because it's the right thing and everything. And that's just sort Mm -hmm. of, I mean, despite like, okay, preparing kids for the surveillance, but as a parent, like 
that's kind of the thing is not not just that they're always being watched, but that you learn proper behavior because of fear of getting in trouble. And then eventually you start you're like nobody starts doing the right thing because it's for the greater good. You know, I think as you're developing, there's a reason. I guess sort of my thing is like, while that might be like, maybe it's preparing us for that, but also, I don't know, it's also like outsourcing from the parents responsibility of, of, you know, it's putting an external pressure. Well, right. And that's all very correct. Although it's not really fear-based doing right based out of your fear motivated actions. We don't really believe in them anymore. (laughs) So we want to stop doing that. Well, I, I, this is something I remember like reading and studying in high school in no, the early 90s. So I'm sure you're it's, absolutely right. But it's it ties into why papers are being written about this now, because parents and psychologists don't like that. So they're trying to warn against the dangers of it, which we'll see is not new as I get into talking about Krampus in a little bit. Yeah. So that's part of the backlash against the whole culture of Santa Krampus the Yule lads will learn about later, but is that it's all fear-based motivation in exchange for a material reward. So people don't like it. We can't have a little fun anymore and shame our children into behaving for like one month. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) One simple month a year. Basically at the end of this paper in an interview she gave after writing the paper, sorry. She says that, um, that any, like the elf on the shelf, Santa, all these things based on darkling elves and Yule tide disciplinarians should be banned. Because she doesn't like that it's preparing kids for panoptic surveillance and preparing kids to always be watched. Yeah, I guess that's sort of the thing. Like we sit there and we think about like if there's cameras everywhere, whatever, this is like a new idea. But like we all accepted that when we were kids because Santa's always watching us. It's just now it depends on who's watching, I guess. Right. And now it's in the home every day. I'm assuming most of us grew up with Santa in our lives. But I wanted to talk about some other... Santa-like figures and different cultures that are maybe a little darker than Santa. Mm-hmm. So the first of those is the one I'm sure most of you know, which is Krampus, which is a German and Austrian Christmas demon. He's said to have a goat-like, goat-esque body with um, the face of the devil and devil horns. And he has this like one foot long tongue and he always has one human foot and one hoof. That seems like that would be hard to walk. Like he'd be kind of... I think that's why he's very frustrated with all the children. I would be, yeah. yeah. I would be pretty angry. No, it must be upsetting. You're just half clotting around, half walking, and then you see all these annoying little kids with their candy running around. And what are you to do except to kidnap and murder them, you know? Right. Is that what Krampus does? Well, some of the time, yes. <laughs> Sometimes, though, he just beats you <laughs> with branches and chains. Okay, you know. Various things. Krampus started as a pagan demon figure, and then Christianity adopted it as uh, the evil twin of Santa. So the thing was, uh, Krampusnacht is on December 5th. So during that night, Krampus would come around to all the houses and beat the children with branches if they were bad. And then the next day was St. Nicholas Day, so the kids left their shoes out and got gifts. The ones that weren't beaten by Krampus. Right, right. So do you have like a one day grace period to like get your act together though? You know, so like if Krampus came to you, then Krampus not then and beat you up. Like if you had a super good day, does St. Nick come then? Or no, 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 not according to these strict German rules. Okay. (laughs) Krampus is no one's getting spared now on um, Krampus knocked. 
men in German and Austrian villages will wear Krampus balls and chains around their necks and run through the town and beat at people with sticks at their legs to the point where sometimes bystanders have to run into stores to avoid getting hit with the branches. <laughs> Fun December night in Germany. So Krampus is a little bit like dazed and confused, right? So instead of instead of Ben Affleck coming to like beat you with a paddle, you've oh, got this dream. Krampus demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> so does that make Parker Posey Saint Nick? Yes. Yes. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> right. Inspired by probably. Because I've definitely heard Santa Claus yell, air raid bitches. <laughs> this is the second most popular phrase after ho, ho, ho. But yeah, so Krampus was banned by the fascists in Germany and Austria in the 30s. Well, because if anyone was going to like beat people into submission, it was going to be them, not Krampus. So they didn't yeah. want competition. They weren't going to let anyone else do that part for them. They didn't like that it was a symbol of Christianity it is a little weird because they could have used it as a part of their surveillance state. In 1953, the head of the Vienna Kindergarten Services wrote a pamphlet and widely distributed it, warning against Krampus, saying that it would scar the children for life if they had a demon enter their home and beat their legs with branches. And I don't know yeah. what he means. <laughs> okay, so in the early 20th century, so like 1900, there was like a phase of dirty Krampus greeting cards, like adult Krampus greeting cards. Oh, okay. One I found online was Krampus proposing to a woman. And then there was another where Krampus was dressed as a woman and was whipping their bottoms. The Victorians were raunchy. I don't know when that ended or why. And someone on Reddit did the math and Krampus is older than Jesus. Hmm. It sounds like Krampus was kind of part of American popular culture at the beginning of the 20th century. And no, you're Oh, okay. So these dirty Krampus cards were not... No, they were in Austria and Germany. Austria, okay. right. Yeah, the dirty Krampus greeting cards were in the Germany and Austria region in the 1900s, Victorian era. I don't know what inspired them or why they fell out of fashion. I wish I knew. I did watch the, the recent Krampus horror film in preparation for this. Do you think that that movie was made because Krampus re-entered American popular culture or did Krampus re-enter American popular culture because of the movie? I actually think Krampus re-entered American pop culture slightly before the movie because of Dwight Schrute on The Office, who dresses as Krampus in an episode and tries to beat his colleagues with the branches. I was wondering, because in, in like a recent Office rewatch, and I was wondering, like, so that's it'd be interesting to know, because I thought that was The Office, like trying to put their finger on the pulse of what people were doing and people would get that reference. But I could also see that being a very Dwight Schrute, like nobody actually knew it, like some obscure thing. So it could kind of go either way, I guess. I'm trying to figure out if the movie or the office episode aired for it first, but that doesn't matter. But yeah, so there's still Krampus fests today. Um, he's still Santa's evil twin. Although there is a conspiracy theory on one Reddit thread where they think Krampus and Santa are the same person. Now, is it like a Jekyll and Hyde thing where he changes or is it just that Krampus is how Santa allows himself to like, kind of let that out. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. we all need a avenue for our rage. (laughs) I think it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing based on the Reddit thread. 
So he becomes Krampus. It's not that he that he dresses as Krampus, but he's still yeah. the same person underneath. I'm not sure which he spends more time as, though. So, you know, if he's more Krampus or more Santa. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you'd figure that out. Someone's got to do that math. If you're if you're listening to this and can figure out a mathematical proof of if Santa spends more time as Santa or more time as Krampus, let us know on Twitter at Kishanon. Mm-hmm. Please let us know. That pretty much wraps up Krampus as another tool of the surveillance state, though, parental authoritarianism. But I also found that in Iceland, they have something called the 13 Yule Lads. And this is kind of like 13 mini Krampuses that visit your house one by one for 13 (laughs) nights in a row. (laughs) And do they all have like different powers or different themes? They do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> they do. Each Yule Lad represents one, something else. So they start. Do they combine into one giant Yule Lad, kind of like the you know the construct? No, no they're they not. Don't a, do like, they're not a transformer. No. Oh, sadly, they're just the children of two giants, <laughs> um, Gorilla and Lepladi. Lepladi. I don't know. Um, these are two terrorist giants that have these 13 sons. After she has the 13th son, though, Gorilla, she kills that husband. And then she takes another husband. Of, right. Yeah. He's used up. But she she immediately kills that second husband and then just has her 13 troll sons unleash terror on the children of Iceland every advent. What anyone Does it say do. why she killed these husbands or just that it happened? No, it just that's what she chose. She woke up that day and chose that. And then, <laughs> and then was like after two. It's like you know what, maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe you shouldn't be married. So I mean, that's actually <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you know some self actualization there, or at least self awareness to be like if you've killed your second husband, maybe marriage not your thing. Yeah, that's maybe so good you at just it. try to keep it casual just for like a little bit with someone. You know, just it's okay. To just be alone. just Netflix and chill in Iceland. You know, with the, with another giant, you don't have to you know take yeah. it all the way to the altar and end in murder. Well, and when you're unleashing your 13 giant troll sons on Iceland every year, like you don't have much time for anything else. It's a lot of really don't. You don't have time Uh, for much more than a hookup. So it's, you know, no, no. you have so much planning to do. What would you like to know what the 13 year old? Yeah. Tell me about these different, you know, and I'm also imagining them a little bit like the planeteers with Captain Planet, the 13 year lads. Maybe they have rings. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Let's find out. Well, well, on the first day, December twelfth, sheep coat Claude comes to your to your house, and it harasses your sheep all night. So they're upset and bleeding all night. Oh, wow! That's yeah. could go to a really dark place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sheep I... harassment is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that guy stays there, and they each stay for thirteen days. So they stay. Wait, how long is Christmas then in Iceland? Well, there's so 13 of them, from, or do they overlap? Yeah, they overlap. Oh, okay. So, so it's not like one goes for 13 days. I was going to say that's like six Christmas is ends in you know like September in Iceland. I guess <laughs> it does. Because you're being terrorized by the Yule lads like all year round. It just you, you know barely have time to have fun. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a nightmare. No, so he'll come on December 12th and stay for 13 days, and then his terrorizing brother, your sheep for almost two weeks. Terrorizing your sheep. Two whole weeks. Then his brother, though, on the 13th, his brother comes. His brother's name is Gully Gawk, and he steals all your milk. Oh, so you've got harassed sheep, and you don't even have any milk. So he steals your milk for 13 days. So, like, every day, you, like, milk your cows, and then he's like, psych, I'll take that. 
Right. And then on top of that, your sheep are pissed because right, the first yeah. one's still there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. You'll get a little relief because on the 14th of December, Stubby will come and he's going to steal your bread crusts. <laughs> Okay. Oh, what that could be uh, depending on your tastes that could be a positive i know like i know my son doesn't like crusts on his sandwiches so he'd be all about stubby right he, he'd be like stubby yeah. could you come here every day when my dad is packing my lunch he would love it those crusts and stubby's described as being the shortest of the yule lads so he might be more child-sized more friendly so it's yeah it's 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 not like an ironic name <laughs> no <laughs> They're very literal, these trolls. As if having your bread crusts, your milk, and your stolen and your sheep all upset, on the 15th of December, spoon liquor comes. Spoon liquor is thin and malnourished, and he licks all your spoons. Well, I mean, if his only sustenance is just whatever's left on the spoons, I think he would be pretty thin because, mm-hmm. you know, depending on. Now, again, I've had roommates that spoon liquor would probably get fat and sassy from licking their spoons. Cool. You know, so. I think the lesson there is that you better eat all your dinner or else. Right. Cause then spoon liquor, he'll, he'll come in and he'll be like, I got nothing to do here, man. These, these spoons are super clean. So all I'm going to do is just infect them with pre COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, while your spoons are getting infected with pre COVID the next day, pot scraper comes along and he steals your leftovers for 13 days, which I find to be the most offensive of these. <laughs> right. Yeah, because all I want is my life again. I again, I've I've had roommates that might have been a Yule lad, right? <laughs> Definitely had coworkers. You know, I always love when they blame the cleaning people too at work. They're like, "Oh no, the the nice cleaning lady must have yeah. stolen your your leftovers that I took home." Pro tip: They never do that. No, they don't. <laughs> they, 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 because the cleaning people don't want your leftovers. God knows what's in. No. Okay, so after a pot scraper comes and steals your leftovers. So just to recap, your sheep are being harassed. Your milk still because we stolen. haven't gotten to the thirteenth day. Right? No. So so I, and there's thirteen Yule lads, right? Yes. So like there is one day when you're just fucked when you, you have- got like. Everybody, so you know, and then it starts to f- splinter off. So okay, so we've got yeah. the we've top got of this mountain. Upset is dark. sheep. We've yeah. got we've got upset sheep. We've mm-hmm. got the milk is gone. Your milk is gone. You got no bread crusts. You no. got saliva all over your spoons. Infected. And you don't even have like any leftover Chinese to, to make it feel better. It's yeah. all everything's terrible, and you just have seven more days of piling on. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. You're not even yeah. You're not even um, halfway. So on the December 17th, the blessed day, bowl liquor comes along. He hides under your bed and waits for you to put your ass gear down, which is a lidded bowl in Iceland. And then he crawls out from under your bed and steals that bowl. Could you just not put the bowl? Like, why do you I don't think bowl? that's a choice based on my internet research. I don't know. Hmm. We're going to have to find out what that, you know, like, it's, not, point, it's not like a chamber pot or anything right? that. Right? No. Not that I saw, but at this point, I was so giddy to get to the next Yule Lads that I didn't go off on a lot of tangents. You're just like, they can't all be like winners. Like some of them, you know, have your Batman and Robin of this, right? You know, so. So on December 18th, door slammer comes and he just slams your doors all night. (laughs) night Basically, the Yule Lads are just a bunch of shitty roommates. 
The Yule Lads are your annoying upstairs neighbor that you always hear combined with who sometimes the comes and ever. takes your bread crusts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> only if you've left them out and you're underneath the bed bowl. <laughs> so you got door slammer. So wait, so I'm trying to figure out. So the first couple of Yule Lads like had Icelandic names and then they get well, to be I, these um, descriptive names, right? I only wrote down the translation because I didn't want to disrespect. Oh, right, right. Okay. okay. The language of Iceland. So, so I wait, what's the translated them, name of the sheep harasser? I don't. Sheep her sheep clad. So I. Think oh, sheep clad. Okay. Got it. I misunderstood. I thought that was you mangling like sheep, Icelandic. No, I just said <laughs> sheep clad. And, and now I feel like when the American people on 90 Day Fiance have to be subtitled in our own language. Right, right. That's what right. I feel like right now. <laughs> My worst nightmare. Um, I think some just translated better than others. Sure. No, I, I got it. I just misunderstood the first couple. I didn't realize they were, you know. So we got... Speak of the English. Right, know. exactly. <laughs> so we've got pissed off sheep, no milk, no breadcrumbs, a stolen bowl. Yeah, we sure licked do. spoons, doors being slammed at all hours. Sounds mm-hmm. like a party. It's just like a frat house every night, except it's just your small children are there and you are trying to get right. a five minutes of rest. Just trying to get through it. But then, you know, after your bowls and your spoons and everything, they've been licked or stolen. On December 19th, the skier gobbler comes and he gobbles up all your yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you made because your milk's been gone for like eight days. Right. Well, so, you know, I mean, it's. Yeah, I'm just thinking, again, that sounds like, uh, I think that was like a Silicon Valley episode where, you know, he gets really mad that he ate his, his foggy yogurt. So. Mm. Oh, I did not know that's how it was pronounced. I don't know if it is either. I, okay, I've been saying it really wrong, I think. Phage? Um, that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say, because I don't... I could be saying it wrong. I'm trying to remember from Silicon Valley, because I remember, because he's like, it's my foggy. Like, he's overpronouncing it, so it could very well be wrong. But anyway, so you got no yogurt now. No, you have no which yogurt. Which is fine, because you don't have a bowl anymore, so what are you going to eat yeah, the yogurt been, out of? No and wonder much less, you it. certainly don't want to use those spoons. Ugh, no. But really, at this COVID. point, you're kind of like, fine, take my fucking yogurt, because yeah. I don't want to eat it. And then you're like, I'm going to go eat some of my smoked sausages. But no, because <laughs> on the 20th of December, Sausage Please let his name swiper. be Sausage Master. No, it's Sausage Swiper. Oh, Wow. <laughs> I love oh, that. That's that's going to be my new. If that would be my new AOL chat name, the Sausage Swiper. I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's for the right demographic, but you know, yeah, yeah. So, Sausage Swiper hides in your rafters. So you have that bull stealer under your bed, and then you have this other one lurking above you to steal your sausage. Just drops down, grabs that sausage, and is like yoink. Bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, they just want you to starve. Um, Iceland's surveillance state is all about making sure the children know if they misbehave, their family will starve. Will starve, yeah. Well, it sounds like this happens whether they misbehave or not, right? They just come to fuck you up. They don't really care. It does happen whether you misbehave or not, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Sorry, sorry. Okay, after we've lost our sausage, we've lost all of our sausage now. And then (laughs) the window peeper comes, (laughs) which is... (laughs) <laughs> totally normal and appropriate. <laughs> uh, they just snoop and look through your windows and they look at what you have out for them to steal. <laughs> I'm sure it. that's what they're doing is case in the joint. They're not, you know, looking yeah, at anything else. what it said <laughs> to steal your stuff. There's totally going to be a Yule lad that comes and steals your clothes, isn't there? And then him and window peeper mm. are like in cahoots. No, it gets weirder than that. Oh. Um, <laughs> goes to- 
So window peeper is peep and really all window peeper is going to see is it's like nine brothers. Right. <laughs> like all of your, your shit up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably really annoyed because it has to hear those sheep being harassed all night. But then something weirder happens. And on December 22nd, the 11th night of Advent, doorway sniffer shows up. He has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell. And he sniffs all the doorways for loaves of bread. <laughs> Wait, like like to see if there's bread on the other side of them, not to see if there's bread hanging from them or anything. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sniffing for the bread, but does he do anything with the bread or he just identifies it? No, he takes it. And he he takes that bread. shit. Yeah, but you've been hiding from the crust grabber. Well, I was going to say it's bread with no crust it's because ter- it's terrible. Crust grabber or whatever already got it. They're all doing the most. These trolls <laughs> they yeah. just will not knock it off. And then on the December twenty third, the eve of the eve, Meat Hook comes, and he has a hook as an arm, and he steals all your meat. <laughs> but not the sauce. The sausage is already, already been taken. spoken for. <laughs> so he steals taken. all your non sausage meat. Yeah, he steals the rest of the I imagine meat. these Yule ads are coordinated, right? So he can be like, Meat Hook can be like, don't worry, Sausage Swiper, I'm leaving that one okay. for you. It's cool. I'm just going to grab these pork chops. Right. And I'm, go about you my know, way. I'm just taking other meat. You know, I picture Gorilla, their mom, like Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers, just on her planet. Yes. Yeah. Controlling it all. Shout out Rita Repulsa. Nothing but respect. So on December 24th, Christmas Eve, the final lad arrives. So then you have 13 all at once. <laughs> this so this day. is just a bad night. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's going to cause chaos because his name is Candle Stealer and he will follow you and take your candles and eat them. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so that you cannot see the other Yule lads doing all this shit to you. Do the other Yule lads have like infrared or something? Because it seems like taking the lights away would impact them. Like it would it would get in their way. I don't know. I mean, I think that's implied because no, it is. This well, is a coordinated also, attack, right? So yes, and I think each one just serves its purpose and like instinctively knows how to make that happen. Door sniffer, like he doesn't have to see; he's using his nose. That extra yeah. large nose with an acute sense of smell, and meat hook as a hook as a hand, which is a real big one up when you're just trying to steal as much meat as possible because you can just slide it down your hook arm for storage. You don't have to carry right. It. So it's 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 both the acquirer mm-hmm. of the meat and the carrier of the meat. Exactly. So that's like really they've evolution has helped these you lads. So if you're a good boy and girl, though, the you lads, after they're done harassing the rest of your family who might not have been as good, they'll leave candy in your shoes. Oh, okay. But if you're bad, but they still mess up, you. mess with your shit. It's sort of almost like the candy is yes. like, sorry. So the thing is, if you're good, you still get your stuff messed with, but at least you get some candy. Whereas if you're bad, you don't even get the candy. No like candy. to make it to sort of appease you a yeah. little bit, like salve the wound, you know. No emotional eating for you if you weren't good all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and don't you have can't anything even else eat sausage. to eat. Yeah, so you want that candy because it's your only food for right. like and, the next twenty days. And luckily, it's not a food that you have to eat with a spoon because that would be kind of messed up if it's like yes, and instead you know they leave you soup and they're like ha. Yeah. Sucker, no now you got to eat some spoon licked spoons. Yeah, you have to eat all the crusts of with spoon your yeah. saliva. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. good. But then it tapers off. So, like on the day after Christmas, day. so your sheep like finally get some relief. Like, well, I think it's like a pyramid. Interesting way to look at it. No, I guess if each one's no, because if each is for 13 days, otherwise, otherwise, those poor sheep, those sheep would be getting it for like that's what I was thinking in my head, but now I see how wrong I was. 
I don't research sober. Yeah. So your sheep get a break the day after Christmas. Your she- and then they get to watch the and rest you get of your the family. Milk back. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't like eat cereal because your spoons are still disgusting. So gross for a few more days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. I think when does he come? Yeah. The fourth day. So you only have a few more days. That's good. I found a quiz where you could figure out what Yule lad you were. And I, I made Matt take it. Yes, it I a, did. I don't remember which one I was. Well, I wrote it down because the Good. Well, I assumed you would. <laughs> but the, the BuzzFeed quiz was so old. We didn't know what the questions were. They would no longer load. Yeah, so all we the images were, were broken. Image. So it was like, pick the thing. And I'm like, well, then they had words, but you didn't know what the but words. Few didn't. Few didn't even have words. But <laughs> even if they like, had oh. words, it didn't have a context because it was obviously nope. like in the image, one assumes. Mm-hmm. And so what we're saying is these results are accurate, but Matt was the sheep clod. Of course you're, I was. You're the first Yule lad. You are the I one that harasses one that the sheep with for the sheep, yeah. 13 days. But I am meat hook. Which is, <laughs> I see why you were so obsessed with meat hook earlier. In, but I eat, I eat mostly vegetarian. So this is very shocking to me. Well, not to be fair, it never says that meat hook eats the meat I he just takes it so maybe know. maybe meat hook is a vegetarian and he's like you know what i'm against this it's like meat hook is taking all your meat on principle so that you know you have to be a vegetarian i love that i'm an activist you lad these you lads it's still popular in iceland obviously they don't actually do these things for 13 days and 13 nights but it's still a popular way that parents use to teach their kids valuable lessons about things which plays into the original conspiracy that all of this is part of a surveillance state preparation, teaching kids that someone's always watching, so they need to be monitoring their own behavior. And, and also teaching you that even if you do good, people are still going to fuck with your shit, but you might get a little something. Yeah. No matter so. how good you are, no one's ever going to stop licking your spoons. So this is the Japanese version of the Yule Lads and Krampus called Namahaga. And it's a traditional- Please tell me it's a giant robot that comes I- and stomps on your house. No, if you're bad, I wish <laughs> that would be so cool. It's a traditional Japanese folklore demon, and it visits you on New Year's Eve or mid-February, depending on which part of Japan you're from. Well, see, and that actually makes a lot of sense because it's like Santa is doing this the dumb way, where he's doing all his work in one night, whereas it seems like Namahara, Namahaga, Namahaga, kind of figured out how to distribute that workload, right? So you know, yes. He does some on New Year's Eve and some during Lunar New Year. Right, right. Yeah. 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 And in the traditional Japanese folklore, his deal is he yells at lazy people who don't do anything. So I love that. Namahaga, I love this this whole thing you have. I'm I'm imagining Namahaga as Mr. Sparkle from the Simpsons when he and he goes and he goes and he yells like there's a part in the Mr. Sparkle commercial where he's like, come and join me. Can you do any less? And he's very demanding. <laughs> so maybe that was inspired by that. I hope so. <laughs> so he, um, they dress up, but they, they have different types of masks um, based on what community and like area of Japan you're from. And they come and teach kids lessons about, doing work and participating and all that stuff. So in the old world, like folklore, the Namahaga would run through the streets and run into your house. On New oh, so there's multiple. It's not yes. a single one. It's a, it's a, no, there's a type many. of demon. Yes. And now parents, there's still these Namahaga festivals, but parents will purchase specific lessons for their kids from the Namahaga dancers. Or like, this is what my kids got to learn. 
Yeah. They're, they're like, like I need the Navahaga here. to come and be like, pick your shit up off the floor. Yes. They're like, my kid's been great at sharing this year, but there's 50 cups in this room every day and I need them out. But also the Namahaga festivals were named a UNESCO chair, um, heritage site. So there's an important part of culture and they get funded to continue on. There's a few places in Japan where the festivals are really popular around Lunar New Year and everyone gathers in the town to like go to this Namahaga festival. And um, so the way you got rid of the Namahaga though and got the demon out of your house was to bribe them with Moki, like ice cream. Ooh, legit. I, would, I could be bribed with Moki. Unless you were a newlywed. And if you were a newlywed, you had to openly confess all the bad deeds you did during your first year of marriage to the Namahaga and then serve at a formal black tie dinner with sake pairings. So it seems to me that the best time to get married would be like right before the new year, because then you'd have a really short confession time. You'd be like, all right, well, my first year of marriage was basically 24 hours. So there you go. I guess if you want to manipulate the Namahaga that way. But yeah, so that was Find Namahaga. That Find that loophole. <laughs> you got to get married one day before New Year's Eve, December 30th That's the every move. year. That's the move, yeah. Unless they just made you do it the next year. Right, yeah. They're like, fine, nice try, sucker. Exactly. Because Namahaga was not born yesterday. But yeah, that's all I got about Namahaga. Namahaga, that's interesting though. I kind of like the I like the parents like being able to purchase the specific. It's good, lesson. right? But it really yeah. takes up the surveillance state a notch because it's very tailored. It's like an Instagram ad you get right after talking about something. Mm-hmm. They're like, boom, see, legit on top of it. Yeah, it's like so weird. The Namahaga just brought up this thing I did yesterday, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's what I got for um, surveillance state creatures um, of different folklore and different like Christmas traditions. So not quite a conspiracy, but I thought it was fun. No, but it's it's kind of maybe a maybe a very large conspiracy of our entire cult global culture. But what about like I think you've got some some stuff you unearthed about Christmas movies or holiday movies. Yeah, I have a few. Um, I found a nice Reddit thread with just a few quick movie conspiracy theories. Are they Christmas um, movies or just movies in general? Christmas movies. Okay. Okay. Awesome. My theme is Christmas. Yeah. I'm- yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was just checking. Make sure I wasn't misrepresenting <laughs> what we were about to hear. No, you're good. Cause I, I just found these things and thought they were interesting, but one of them was that in the, um, how the Grinch stole Christmas, Max, the dog meets up with the Grinch because Max, the dog was a Christmas gift puppy that was abandoned. Ooh, very dark. But and then that's why the Grinch adopted him. That's why they get along and he helps the Grinch with his misdeeds. Oh, well, that would explain it because Max seems like a pretty nice dog, right? And but I, but he's saying sort of deep down, he's just like, yeah, Yeah, Christmas sucks. Which, as an aside, don't give people pets for Christmas unless you live with them and will take care of the pet. The second Christmas movie theory I found, or conspiracy theory I found, was that Frosty the Snowman is an evil demon created by naughty children. So are, I'm trying to remember from they, the, from the movie, like, are the kids kind of bad kids? I mean, they, they kind of are an asshole to that cop, but ACAB, right? I've never seen the Frosty movie. I only know the Frosty conspiracy from the song, which is the kids kind of putting him together and then kind of giggling about what's going to happen. So maybe. Yeah, they're kind of like unleashing a demon as children are wont to do. This next one is my favorite. And it's that Kevin from Home Alone grew up to be Jigsaw from Saw. I have seen that. Yes. And 
is there any like underlying stuff other than the fact that like he like basically um, tortured kid people you know maybe justifiably i don't know well, as a child so then somebody put together clips of basically things kevin did to harry and marv in home alone one and two with things that jigsaw does to his victims. so it's connect it's not just yeah. the like torture part it's like specific thematic exactly. recurrences yeah exactly I'd be curious, like, to see what Macaulay Culkin thinks about this. Because, by the way, if you didn't know, Macaulay Culkin is fucking hilarious on Twitter. Very. He's, like, a very good Twitter follow. So you should follow him. Wait, I don't follow him on Twitter. Instagram. Okay, I don't know about this, but his Twitter is pretty damn good. I imagine it's pretty much the same kind of content. We should should tweet to him and ask after we release this episode and ask him to weigh in. I wish he would. (laughs) You never know. He might. Let us know if he's become Jigsaw. Yeah. Which would be a confession. So I don't know. That would be a huge get. That's true. That. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know if you know this, but actors are not the characters they portray in movies. Oh. So. <laughs> <Fine>. Jigsaw's <laughs> real in my head. <laughs> so the last Christmas movie conspiracy I found that was interesting was that Rudolph is Donner's illegitimate son. And the reason he's, they never bring up who Rudolph's mom is because it was someone who was not of the reindeer species. And Rudolph has a red nose because when you're an interspecies reindeer, you have a scarlet nose. Oh, that's the thing that happens. But then, then why would there only be one Rudolph? Like you'd think, you know, because everyone else behave themselves on Santa's team. I don't know. Yeah. I just love this. I like reindeer affairs. What a fun. fun Rudolph is a bastard. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so those are the fun little conspiracies I found about Christmas movie characters. While we're on the topic of holidays and holiday food, but like maybe specifically, like what about cookies? Like what's, yeah, I mean, in general, I think we can all agree to being pro cookie because mm-hmm. there's lots of, you know, people are very specific about cookies and especially like interestingly enough every like sugar cookies you know okay. you have your recipe everybody is like no this is the right way to make sugar cookies despite the fact that everybody's sugar cookie recipe turns out exactly the same and they all taste exactly right. the same but you must make them the way that your grandmother taught you to make them and every other way is wrong even though they have identical results they do i like a really soft sugar cookie with almond extract instead of vanilla Oh, hmm. I agree with the soft. They're like, yeah, I like because I because I feel like also then there's the sugar cookies that exist purely for something to decorate. Like nobody's supposed to eat right. them. They're like I remember beautiful. the good example is like those stupid little like balls, metal looking ball. Like no one wants to eat that. In fact, you're, I don't think you're very supposed crunchy. to. Yeah. Think very it'll crunchy. Chip your, it'll chip your teeth. And when a kid is decorating those cookies, it's like they might as well dump the whole container on. The, you know, you'll get this sugar cookie of a tree or something and it's got like 300 of those little metal right allegedly it's like edible because it's too heavy right it's not a load-bearing cookie <laughs> it's not sugar cookies are not load-bearing um, not enough studs what about like those those like uh holly cookies that are made out of like cornflakes i think oh i i tend to like that sort of stuff yeah i mean they're like kind of so what are they made almost. out of what's that it can be like rice krispies can it be it's almost like a race, but they wouldn't cake. look like holly if they're made out of rice krispies because the like cornflakes corn make flakes, they yeah. look like li- they look like leaves. No, you're right. I think it's cornflakes, though. Yeah, or and then they're somehow flakes. dyed what frosted flakes. Frosted flakes would be right. even more delicious. But they're made like rice krispie treats, though. I think, like, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, it's like a butter marshmallow, something to make them sticky, yeah. and you put the like red hots on them to look like the berries that are poisonous. 
So, yeah. so that's a good lesson. <laughs> to eat the poisonous berries. Right, eat the poisonous berries because it's on a cookie. So what could go wrong? No, I think you're right. They're made just like Rice Krispie treats, just with cornflakes. Is there any kind of typical Christmas cookie that you're just like, why does anybody make these? These are terrible. I don't think so. I mean, I'm hard pressed to find a cookie that I, I would say is terrible. You know, like I don't the, the like powdered crescent moons. Yes, those are those no, aren't so my good. favorite. No, no, I avoid those because they feel like they're messy. Very messy because they have powdered like, sugar, and you bite into them, and they're going to go. They're going to fall apart over. and go everywhere. Yeah. But I do like, I won't say no to them, like maybe on Christmas morning with a cup of coffee because they're not very sweet, but you can dunk them. And mm-hmm. so that's still, <laughs> I can't say a firm right. no. I mean, there's, there's, there's really no bad cookies. No. What's the, your favorite? I, you know what? I have like, I don't know why I have become so into the snickerdoodle in my old age. And I feel like I didn't like them when I was younger or maybe I didn't know to like them or whatever. But in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, I am all about a good snickerdoodle. I love a snickerdoodle. Probably one of my favorite cookies besides oatmeal raisin. Yes, correct. That is the correct answer. No, I actually had like my new one of my new neighbors brought over a plate of Christmas oh, cookies um, so the nice. other day. And there was chocolate chip and peanut butter. So like peanut butter cookies, I'll tell you, I'm not a super big fan of. Like I like peanut butter things and I like like right. Girl Scout peanut butter cookies, but just like a oh. standard peanut butter cookie. It's, I don't know. Not, not your favorite. Not loving it. But then there were snickerdoodles. Okay. Oh, butterscotch, like like butterscotch chip cookies. Okay. Um, which were pretty good. But I like the, I, I, I do like a good sugar cookie for Christmas. I, I do occasionally like that Hershey's Kiss cookie that people like to make with the, you know. That's one of my favorites. Now, and the other thing, it's not really 100% a cookie, but it's like the super simplest, like little Christmas treat that is good when you've got kids to help you because you can give them the work is that you get those square pretzels and then oh, you get yeah. a Rolo. And you put the Rolo on it and you stick an M&M on it. Well, then you, and then you like put them in the oven for a hot second just so the Rolos like melt, melt a tiny the, bit. And then yeah. you stick an M&M on the top of each one. And, and you, you can now buy. What's it? Oh, do you? After? That's how it sticks. Yeah. It gets hard and then it sticks in the freezer. Okay. So I pro tip is apparently you can now buy pre-unrolled Rolos. Oh, yeah. Because that's like the biggest pain. You want to make like a hundred of these things and you're like, I got to unwrap all these Rolos. And the problem, it's not that it's hard to unwrap Rolos. It's hard to unwrap Rolos and not eat them. Okay, I'm not. It's sort of like when I make deviled eggs. It's like I I devil an egg and then I eat the other one. It's like I got to make twice as many as I want to have because... I might like make some deviled eggs now later because that sounds so good. And it's the holidays. I deserve it. There was a video... That was like I was it was on the other day on Twitter. It was going around Twitter instead. It was definitely a like white people need to stop doing things one. Oh, God. But it was like right Christmas now? deviled eggs. So it's oh, like no. you you dye the the egg yolk red, but then they put like peppermint on it or something. And it was just like I mean, it That's made foul. me think that Lutheran sushi would be a much more acceptable thing to eat than these Christmas deviled <laughs> I mean, eggs. If you had to choose, you're choosing the Lutheran sushi because there's not peppermint on your egg. <laughs> Right, right, right. Foul things. Yeah, that's that's just a bad move. Don't do that. I just want to say though that my friend Caitlin's mom um, occupied us by having us make those Rolo pretzels, but we were like twenty four, so <laughs> she wanted us out of her way. But we were adults, so I just want to shout out. That it, it, it works. Might have my it, status day. There's yeah. no there's no age requirement for like giving somebody something to do to have them leave you alone. 
issues. Like, you know, for you girls, you twenty-four-year-old girls, you sit in the kitchen go, and do this go all unwrap day. all these Rolos. I just thought of that now. I was like, oh, that's what she was doing. She was getting rid of us. You're know, like, ah, I'm on to it. I thought I was helping, and in a way, you were. In a, in a by way. not being in the way. Oh man. What are you eating on Christmas this year, Matt? I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was supposed to go to the store today and I think I'm going to have a problem since I didn't. I was going to make a turkey breast like I did for Thanksgiving because oh, nice. I like the way that I made it. I made like a buttermilk brine and it was really good. Oh yeah. But uh, I think if I go to Mariano's like in the morning tomorrow, you'll be fine. It'll it'll be defrosted. Yeah, I, as long as I let it start defrosting in the fridge, like like right right away. away. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna do yeah, that you'll be good with just a breast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's just gonna be uh, a couple of us, right? It's just me and the kids and and and, so and my fun. girlfriend, and then we're gonna do. I'll, I'll make my son loves Brussels sprouts. Like okay. it's his absolute favorite thing. Well, so I think I'll make just some simple that. roasted Brussels. Yeah. What a humble brag about your children, by the way. No, it's just that crazy. Like it's just flex. like you're just like my young child's favorite food is a Brussels sprout. Right. Well, he he doesn't like really other ve- like he'll eat other vegetables, but he'll be like eh, I don't really like broccoli. No. I don't really like this. He likes asparagus too, but the and Brussels sprouts flexes. When I make <laughs> Brussels sprouts. I swear to God, he will like, he doesn't care about the main. He's just like, I'm just going to load up my plate. I'm like, dude, there are other people at the table. Right. Granted, your siblings don't like these, but you know, I would like to eat some. Fun fact, me and my two cousins, Steve and Joe, we are so obsessed with deviled eggs as children that at family like parties or just like backyard get togethers, our parents would limit. We had, we could only take like two or three a piece until everyone got some. And then we could come just house like, like a dozen each. <laughs> I feel like day. that limit needs to be enforced for me. But I do think now that we've mentioned this, I am going to make some deviled eggs for for Friday. And if I recall correctly, I think I'm the only person who will be attending who has ever had a deviled egg. Your girlfriend's never had a deviled egg. I don't think she has. I, 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 I feel like we had this conversation recently and she's like, I don't think I've ever had one of those. Can so. you record her first reaction for the pot? the content we need is well i will say this if i if i can't talk her into it i can probably talk joey into it perfect because last year for my birthday which is in december just so context this was a year ago was my point we went out for a a nice steak dinner and joey was like i want to try an oyster and i have it and he did not care for he tried it i mean he spit it out but then you know a month or two ago he goes yeah he's like i think i want to try it again And I was like, well, unfortunately, there's COVID because I was like, Joey, let me assure you, the thing I want to do more than anything else in the world right now is go eat a shitload of oysters and drink martinis, too. So like, same. Yeah. Also have him trying my martini. Great. (laughs) From that same. same It's like a palate. It is. Well, I mean, if you're going to do oysters, you got to have a martini with them, too. (laughs) Yes. What are you uh, doing for your Christmas dinner? I'm well, I'm just alone this year. We're having like a family Zoom, but I'm excited because I love appetizers and like snacks more than anything. Like, I could give two craps about the main almost ever. So, I'm just making myself some dips and appetizers. And I have a ton of skinny girl margarita bottles I went and bought today. So, it's going to be a great time. (laughs) But yeah, I might make some deviled eggs now that you have me thinking about it. Well, listeners, that brings us to the end of. 
yeah. our holiday episode of Kishanan and our last episode of 2020, the year that was. Mm. We will see you on the other side of the new year with some new brand new conspiracies. Always. If you've got great ones that you'd like to hear us talk about, you can always tweet to us at Kishanan on Twitter. We hope that you have a great end of the year because it's the end of the year. So, I mean, it kind of has to be great because it's the end. Finally. Finally. Hopefully you find something good out of this year. That's our wish for you. And as always, here at Keishanon, remember the truth and the tacos are out there. Mm.